listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Brothers, may the Lord give you his peace. Brothers, today we celebrate the feast of St. Pius X. We're hearing in the gospel today about the rich young man. He's teaching us. The Lord is teaching him. Teaching him about his vocation and teaching about his situation and how to respond to that. So today, just a couple of thoughts and ideas uh, as we begin. We begin this school year and as we begin this, uh, 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 this time in our life. It's a blessing to be at new beginnings. St. Pius uh, was, just to give you an idea, he was born in 1835, the second of 10 children ordained at the age of 23, became a curate, a pastor, spiritual director at the seminary, chancellor of the diocese. In 1884, he became bishop of Mantua. He became the patriarch of Venice in 1892, and in 1903 became pope. So we're setting this just prior to World War I, Obviously, we always try to put what is the context of these men's lives and what was going on uh, in that time. And, and who he was as a person. He, was a, he came from, a, he thought, a very poor family. He says, I was born poor, I lived poor, and I want to die poor. And so you can see what kind of context he brings uh, to the pontificate. And so even in our current pontificate with Pope Francis, the context of what he brings in his South American and Argentinian way of life, he brings that to the pontificate. It seems that the Holy Spirit is able to raise up certain pontiffs for the times that are needed. And how we look back, especially uh, in the last century, the, the popes that we have and how important it was during those times and what they brought uh, to the pontificate. Pope Pius X, as he began his pontificate, had his, made his program was this, he says. We proclaim that we have no other program in the supreme pontificate but that of restoring all things in Christ. Christ may be all and in all. And so we call it to renew all things in Christ. And he goes on and he says, Hence it follows that to restore all things in Christ and to lead men back to submission to God is one and the same aim. To this then it behooves us to devote our care to lead back mankind under the dominion of Christ. This done, we shall have brought it back to God. When we say to God, we do not mean to that in earth being heedless of all things human, which the dream of materialism, materialist has imagined, but to the true and living God, 
one in nature, triple in person, creator of the world, most wise ordainer of all things, lawgiver, most just, who punishes the wicked and has reward in store for virtue. So St. Pius X, as he begins his pontificate, begins to have this program and just kind of just restoring it. His pontificate was only 11 years. Uh, a short time, but at a crucial time in the history of the world. Part of his pontificate was to have liturgical reforms, not only in, in music, but also in the mass uh, and in the breviary. He focused on the Eucharist, encouraging uh, daily communion with the Eucharist, uh, especially among uh, the children. He put out a catechism. He ordered the codification of canon law. He reformed the Roman cura. He promoted biblical studies, set forth the, the, the uh, pontifical biblical institutes. He worked on the formation of the clergy. Uh, he, was, he founded several seminaries. He worked against the, the modernism that was beginning to creep up. And he as also um, considered himself Marian in the way that after the, the proclamation of the, uh, the Immaculate Conception, it was 50 years later, he begins to remind us about Our Lady and what she does for us. Again, restoring all things in Christ. Well, he, he ended up dying in 1904. And ten, about 12 days later, this is what Padre Pio said of St. Pius X. Pray the Lord to alleviate my headache on the death of the Supreme Pontiff. What a serious loss to Christendom. One of the things that we can underestimate um, people and pontificates and what the Holy Spirit is doing, uh, we can just kind of, okay, that was, that was it. Part of the most important thing is for us is to acknowledge and grow where we're at. Here we are, we're beginning a new academic year. We're called to grow in holiness uh, as men, men in seminary preparing to, to, to preach the word of God. That's it to preach the word of God to the people and how we need men that can clearly articulate those things uh, for the people. Pius X thought it was so important that he began to talk about to his priests the importance of being able to be intellectual and smart, but also to be able to preach the gospel. We can be smart men where everyone here is smart, a smart man. You're not here because <laughs> you have to be smart to be in here and to go on to seminary. And so you have the smarts. Now, what is the work that, is, that I am about in these years and this year in my seminary? 
is that I'm preparing to preach the gospel. Listen to what um, the Pope Pius X uh, talks about as he, as he begins to talk about formation and about formators. We must now consider upon whom rests the obligation to dissipate this most precious, pernicious ignorance and to impart in it stead the knowledge that is wholly indispensable. There can be no doubt, venerable brothers, that this most important duty rests upon all who are pastors of souls. On them, by command of God, rests the obligation of knowing and of feeding the flocks committed to their care. And, and to feed implies, first of all, to teach. I will give you pastors after my own heart. And they shall feed you with the knowledge of doctrine. He reminds us about St. Paul, and St. Paul says this, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, thereby indicating that the first duty of all those who are entrusted in any way with the government of the church is to instruct the faithful in things of God. That's what we're preparing ourselves to do. We're preparing ourselves to instruct the people to preach the gospel. Pius X goes on, For a priest there is no duty more grave or obligation more binding than this. Christian teaching not only bestows on the intellect the light by which it attains truth, but from it our will draws that ardor by which we are raised up to God and joined with him in the practice of virtue. Today we heard in the gospel about the rich man and how our Lord was working with him. He, he was following the Ten Commandments, but now he's trying to figure out his vocation and his response and how am I to respond. I'm keeping the commandments, but what else should I do? What is my vocation? The Lord tells him, uh, uh, how about the evangelical councils, poverty and chastity and obedience? Whether it's the evangelical councils, whether it's uh, for people of vocation to the married life, to the single life, uh, whatever it might be for whoever uh, is responding in their Christian vocation, God puts these things together, following the Ten Commandments and responding to that vocation that God has given to each one of them and to us personally. So I have to take ownership of what the Lord is doing. He's given me this opportunity in this, in this new academic school year to say, I have to learn intellectually. That's important. We've got to do the books. We've got to do the reports. But I have to move this also from my head 
to my heart so that I can also speak it, so that the people can hear it. We live in times where people are not even listening. And so I have to even grab their attention just so that they can even begin to hear and to, and to listen and to be transformed. Because we know placing the truth out there before them, they will embrace it. That is their nature. They embrace that good. And so these are good years. These are good times. This is going to be a good year. And it's based on me making that choice that, okay, I want to do the work. I want to respond in my vocation. And my response is to ultimately that I want to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what Pope Pius X is calling his priests, calling his people, calling his formators to. That is how we renew all things in Christ, by renewing our very selves and who we are in Christ. And how does that take shape on a daily basis? Is as our, We have our prayer life. We have our times of uh, prayer, meditation. Uh, we have our, our ability for the sacraments, Holy Mass. We use these in a way that I am growing and I'm being nourished. My brothers, these are not idle days, these are not idle years, but they're good in the way that they help us prepare for what the Lord has in store for us, for his people. And we need men that can articulate to the people what the Lord has for each one of them. If you just allow me to conclude with the words of St. Benedict, not St. Benedict yet, with Pope Benedict XVI when, um, uh, during his pontificate on St. Pius X. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, St. Pius X teaches us, teaches all of us that at the foundation of our apostolic action in the various fields in which we work, there must always be an intimate personal union with Christ, which must be cultivated and enhanced day after day. This is the kernel of all his teaching, of all his pastoral commitment. Only if we are enamored of the Lord will we be able to lead men to God and open them to his merciful love and thus open the world to God's mercy. My brothers, just like the, the, the rich young man heard our Lord and what he was called to do, uh, we are also called to respond in a way uh, where we embrace what he is calling us to, the kingdom of heaven. Nothing is gained if souls are lost. Let us, my brothers, work towards gaining souls for Christ. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.